All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 19 of the Last One Fast One podcast. We have a great guest all the way from Louisville tonight, Liberty Williams. She's a very decorated swimmer. She's an ACC champ, Olympic trials qualifier, NCAA um, qualifier. She's done it all in the swimming world, and we're honored to have her on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Liberty. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, so kind of take us through like before high school, you know, like growing up as a Cali swimmer. Yeah, of course. So um, I actually have two brothers who both swam. So I have a twin brother named Jude. He actually swims Wisconsin. So go Badgers sometimes. Um, There we go. (laughs) Yeah. And then I have an older brother by four years who swam up until high school. So generally it was Jude and I swimming, same practices, same times, everything like that growing up. Um, Outdoor pools, which I miss a lot but that's okay. And, um, we grew up, we started swimming when we were three and learned to swim. The story is that my older brother had tried a lot of other sports previously and they put him in swimming as kind of like a last resort, like swimming is important, obviously, but maybe like competitive swimming. And my brother and I, Jude were twins and we're on the pool deck and a coach walked by and they're like, who are they? I was like, Oh, these are Asher's siblings. He's like, well, why aren't they in the water? I don't know. They're three. He's like, perfect put them in the water. So (laughs) we learned to swim and we never stopped. I think we started competing at age five and have been on club teams and through college since then. So, yeah. I gotcha. So like, uh, obviously you took off from there, but when did you start to see like some real progress happening? Like, was it high school before high school? Um, so on my, my second club team, we moved teams just like, location issue and times with three kids and stuff like that so my second team was really small it was in Ukaipa, California kind of in the hills so it snowed one time at practice was actually pretty exciting but um I had a coach who was a master swimmer and he did some distance like that's what he preferred to do and so one day he looked at me and was like hey like do you want to try the mile I think I was 11 or 12 I don't know the age and I was like sure why not you know so um, they put me in the mile, the next meet, age group meet, and I finished. And I remember just like shaking and my arm, I couldn't lift my arms over my head. And I was like, that was horrible. And they were like, you did great. Let's do it again. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, that's... again? <laughs> so from that point on, I just started doing distance. And I think when I was 13, um, Kevin Perry was a big meet in Southern California that was hosted at Golden West. So I raced a mile along with like the 4am and the two fly and just my whole lineup back then was a lot, but um, I raced a mile and I think in that race, I qualified for juniors all the way through us open. And before that, I think I had only had a sectional cut. So in that moment, I was like, Whoa, like that, it happened very quickly. And that was in October, I want to say. And so right after that, I was 13. I went to my first juniors in Austin. So it was a pretty exciting experience. And that's kind of when I knew, like, this can be bigger than, you know, just club and stuff like that. So you were 13 when you went to winter juniors? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. What was that like being 13 and then going to that meet? Um, it was interesting. So like I said, my club team was really small. Mm-hmm. So I had an assistant coach go with me and my mom, which is different than most teams that go to travel meets. They have the whole team with their gear and like they take a bus and it's this big thing. And so I just remember like being with my mom and my coach and I was alone on deck with my coach. 
And thank goodness I had friends from Southern California. So I knew a lot of people on deck and it was just a, I actually don't know if it was just Western at that time. It might've been one of the last ones where it was everybody, but yeah. um, just exciting to kind of like be able to have friends on deck and people who have been through the experience. Um, it was, I don't know. It was really cool. I'd never flown to me before, which was exciting. I don't know. The fact that I had the mile was like, I was like, okay, I think this is like it now distance forever, which is a little like, oh, okay. I kind of want to be a sprinter, but it'll be okay. Maybe it'll <laughs> change, but it didn't change. Um, but just a super rewarding experience. I remember like having all the officials there with the lap counters like on the deck, which was a little confusing at first. Um, I don't know. Overall, it was just really exciting. Now that I think about it, it was a long time ago, but yeah. um, I had a great time. So, yeah. So then once you transitioned into high school where like the top distance is a 500, like, did you try to become a sprinter then or how'd that go? So I think California is different than a lot of schools in this aspect where you can train club and high school at the same time. Moving into college, I realized a lot of girls, they were required to just train high school and they had to go to every single high school practice and they couldn't swim club at the same time and stuff like that. So I was lucky, A, that we could train both and then B, that my coaches knew each other, my friends, my high school coach and my club coach. So I really only had to go to high school practices like once a week and that was more like helping the kids who hadn't really swam before um, with like relays and teaching them how to lap count and stuff like that. Um, and the rest of the week I got to train regular. So I didn't really think too much about high school swim as like a big deal. Cause I just think in California, it's not a huge deal, especially it's a spring sport. So most kids are actually really focused on transitioning into long course at that time. So there are some kids that even like totally decided not to do it. So it was more of like a, this is a fun thing I get to do every other day, kind of like go to meets with a new team and new coaches and race short stuff for fun. So I think I was just focused on like, wow, I get to do relays and I get to the 200, like let's just go fast if we can. And I didn't really go that fast in the 200. I think you can tell that there wasn't a big focus on the sprint stuff, but it was still really enjoyable. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. So more of a fun thing. So if you're swimming winter juniors at 13, when do the colleges kind of um, start knocking? So growing up, actually, my dad was an Ohio State fan. Mm -hmm. um, and I had always kind of thought, like, I'm going to go to Ohio State. Yeah. Like, that's just the place for me. And I'm so excited. And I went to Winter Nationals in Ohio, I think in 2017, and just kind of introduced myself to the coaches. Um, that means I was 15, I think, at the time. And when we left, they handed my coach a card that was like you're invited to our um what's it called when it's not paid for something it was like a recruiting weekend but yeah sort of like a meet and greet and like just come and see the campus if you can gotcha um and my mom waited to give it to me to so got on the plane and I was so excited and like over the moon I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen like I'm gonna hang it up in my room like I can't I just couldn't believe that coaches would were like interested in me and that like college swimming at D1 was like a possibility for real. I, I mean, everybody dreams about it, but when I got that card, like I was so excited. So I think when I was 15, I realized like, okay, I can start looking into D1 schools and kind of at that range. And again, I was still really focused on Ohio State. Obviously that didn't happen, but um, that card was like a big moment for me. Actually, I lied. It was a US Open um, that summer though, 2017. 
So, and then I went to Ohio State in the winter and got to chat with the coaches more. But um, that was, that was like the moment. And then the summer of, of junior year, they changed it to my class. So um, I had some coaches DM me, which I thought was really weird, but apparently that's super common. Um, and then some emails, I filled out some forms, but Louisville was one of the people that DM'd me on Instagram the day it opened up and mm-hmm. uh, just scheduled a bunch of calls with a bunch of schools. And it was a really exciting part of my life. And I, I enjoyed recruiting personally. I loved getting to talk to people and kind of seeing all the possibility. And I kind of miss it. I love that we get to recruit um, as athletes, but yeah. Yeah. So how did you pick um, Louisville? You're from California. Did you ever think you'd end up in Kentucky? No. (laughs) (laughs) So that first day I got a DM from Cameron Chastain, who was the distance coach at the time here. And if I'm being honest, I didn't know where Louisville was. I don't know how to say it. I've never been to Kentucky. I never thought about Kentucky. Like if you had told me then that, after I read that DM, like, this is the place you're going to be, I would yeah. not have believed you at all. Like, I knew that I wanted to venture out a little bit. I wasn't really looking at any schools in California or even Arizona, for that matter. It just felt a little too close. I just thought, um, this is four years of your life. If you really absolutely hate it and can't do it, you can always go home. But this is kind of an opportunity to branch out, see what's out there, um, and get to work with an amazing program and go to an amazing school and get your education. So, um yeah, I actually took official trips to four schools and I split them up two in the fall and two in the winter. So the only two that overlapped with me and my twin brother were Louisville and Wisconsin, actually. Um, but I also visited Ohio State and Notre Dame, which is ironic now because some of my former coaches are coaches at Notre Dame now. And so my current coaches coached at Ohio State and Notre Dame. So um, everything kind of worked out in its own way in the end, but Overall, I think the biggest aspect of choosing to go here was kind of the official visit. Um, After my first visit, I was like, this is a school I want to go to. It wasn't Louisville. I was like, I love it here. This is like my place. And it took a lot of convincing for my parents and my coach to say like, hey, like, feel please at least one other place. Like you need to see what else is out there. Like take your time. So after my second trip, I realized like, okay, like, it's different everywhere, like by miles and miles and you can find things you love somewhere and you can find some things that you don't maybe see as like happening for you in some places. So I was like, yeah, I do need to take some more time and reflect and find maybe like an even better fit than what I thought was the first school for me. So Louisville was actually my second to last trip, but after I left, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I think just the, it just felt really genuine And at the time, all the coaches were former swimmers for Arthur, my head coach. Um, And like the familial aspect of it, which still I think maintains today with different coaches on deck, um, the togetherness, the city is like city and country at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot to do. There's a lot of good food, which is kind of important. Um, Coming from California, I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on. So the weather is a little chilly, but it's definitely not as bad as Wisconsin. So I have that. and yeah, I just think down at the end of the day, it came down to the people and like, this was my fit. So. Awesome. What, so what's like your go-to to do in Louisville? If you have um, a day I off, think, what's going down? I think generally my roommates and I like to go out for something to eat. Um, we like to try as many new places as possible, but there are some that we kind of gravitate back towards. Um, Emmy squared is a really good pizza place. Bandito um, is actually a, Mexican place that I found that's actually pretty 
I won't say it's the same. I won't say it's as good as home, but it's pretty close. And it's right off campus. So that's really good. And then my roommates and I really enjoy watching movies. So honestly, we'll come out here, watch a movie. Um, it's mostly in the winter, but in the summer, there's a park. It's called Waterfront Park. And there's a walking bridge that goes actually all the way to Indiana. Um, but just going out picnics in the park, it sounds really stereotypical and boring, but it's really fun. And like, you never know what you're going to see. And like, it's just great to hang out with everybody. Cool. Gotcha. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So what's like the major you're going for? I mean, you said was academics a big part of your choice to go to Louisville? Um, yes and no. Um, growing up, I never really loved school. Um, just, I, I don't really know why actually. So I'm not going to try to explain why, cause I don't have an answer, but <laughs> me either. Um, <laughs> I don't like school either. So that that's two of us. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Completely understandable. So, um, but obviously like Notre Dame is a big academic school. Um, Ohio State has a lot of major opportunities and uh, good like medical school and stuff like that. But generally, like I think the biggest impact any school has is the people that you surround yourself with. So that was my main priority at the end of the day, because all these schools are amazing and you're going to get an amazing degree that's credible anywhere. So um, and then secondly, I started as an education major, an early childhood education major. Um, when I was looking for a school, I wanted to teach high school. So I thought that would be my major. And then when I finally picked a school and kind of like sat around a couple of years after I had committed, I was like, maybe I want to teach a younger age. So um, I did study that for two years. Keyword did. Um, <laughs> and now I'm a sports education major or sports administration major. Cool. Um, I still don't 100% know what I want to do, but I super, super valued my time in the education major. I learned a lot. Um, I babysit often, which isn't a career, obviously, but um, getting to work with kids after like learning about that same age group was pretty interesting and kind of eye-opening. And then volunteering in schools for school, um, student teaching hours, stuff like that, as well as I coach on the club team here on campus. So I still love getting to work with that age group, but I think I'm leaning more into teaching slash coaching or maybe even just coaching. So Cool. The sport administration major is a good window into that. And so far, this is my first semester in that major. It's almost over, but I love the faculty and kind of like what we've been learning this semester already. So I'm pretty excited. That's cool. Really cool, actually. Yeah. So uh, back to swimming. What? So we were checking up the times and you were at like a 446 going into freshman year. Mm -hmm. You dropped six seconds in the 500 in a lot in the miles so where did that come from like was training just that good I was so confused that's a great question um <laughs> <laughs> so my freshman year COVID obviously happened yep. um so I think I think all, most of my best times I mean in the 500 at least were from high school seasons just because that's like the end of my short course season as opposed to juniors being the end of most people's season um and my senior year that got canceled. I had one dual meet and then COVID happened and everyone back to high school after spring break. So I had a big chunk of time out of the pool. Um, I don't think we came back to swimming until around the 4th of July. And even then it was very limited. And I mean, you all know how that went. So, um, but when I got to college, I was actually super, super out of shape. Um, I was really embarrassed. I actually cried one day um during a kick set because I abysmal kicking is like my kryptonite it's it's gotten a little bit better but not that much to be honest but 
Um, we're a big kicking school. I think we focus on it a lot, especially in the beginning of the season. I mean, it was just kicking my butt and I was like touch and go and like still missing it. And I cried a little bit, not gonna lie. Um, my coach like pulled me aside, Stephanie, and she was like, Hey, like, I get it. Like, let's focus on some small stuff. Like we can get better from here. Um, the worst thing I want to see is you like touch and go and just kind of like getting into a zone of like, it doesn't really matter. So that was in like August or September. I think I kind of needed that. Like, Hey, like you need to focus, like it might not be going super well, but there are things we can work on and things we can control. And we need to like, make sure that that's what we stay focused on. So the same thing went for my distance training with Cameron. It was not going well. I was super out of shape for a few months. I think it took until October to where I hit the wall at the end of a set and I knew I had done really well. And he was like, there we go. He was like, everybody welcome Liberty to the distance group. And I was like, okay. So it took a little bit, but um, I kind of got there. And obviously everyone has off days. Um, even when you have a really good practice, it doesn't necessarily stay that way um, forever. And then we had to stay here for our training trip. Normally my team goes to Florida, but COVID. So we stayed here. Um, and I actually had a pretty good chunk of work. We actually did a set where I was the only person to do it because either you're a distance freestyler or you're a distance freestyler who can do the 4am. I'm just a distance freestyler who can't do the 4am. So I did 20 400 freestyles instead of 17 400 IMs. And I had to do it alone because of like restrictions with the pool and the group we needed and stuff like that. So that one definitely kicked my butt, but I think I did pretty well at it. And that kind of like embodied my training trip in a way and gave me a lot of confidence moving into the beginning of the year. And unfortunately we got back and my roommate tested positive for COVID on our first test back. So I had to contact trace quarantine for I think a week in our room. She went home and then the week after I was supposed to get out, I tested positive. So I went straight from my room on campus to a hotel off campus for another, I think two weeks. Um, So that was a bit of a kick. And I was like, wow, like they won't take me to ACCs. Like, this is horrible. I've been, I had such a good training trip and all that works like down the drain. And surprising enough, they took me to ACCs. I think I had like 21 days out of the water and ACCs start maybe the second week of February, the third week of February. So I think I had three weeks of training under my belt. Um, and they decided to take me, thank God I'm so appreciative. Um, and that's when I had kind of my big breakthrough somehow. I don't really know how it happened. I wish I could explain it. I miss a lot of time in the water and clearly distance swimming is something you don't want to miss time in the water for. Um, and my roommate and I actually both had a good meet. Tristan, you was my roommate. She still is. Um, and she had bronze in the two fly, I think. And then Gabby Albero also tested positive, um, in that same little time frame and had a bunch of time out of the water and she got a medal in, I don't know what event, but she did really well. And they realized it really well that they were both on. So, um, that kind of shifted to like, okay, everything doesn't have to go your way for you to like put your head down. And like, if you can do the work and if you can stay focused and like stay present, things will work out. Um, and so after freshman year, I just was kind of like, okay, like this can happen and I can be one of the top, maybe distant swimmers in the country. I think that was really, um, confidence building. And into last year, I kind of had a shoulder injury thing. I had a lot of stuff going on. And I take a lot of time off. Um, oh, wait, no, that's into this year. Ignore that. Don't listen to that. Um, I can't remember what happened. 
in between freshman year and sophomore year for some reason. I think just a lot of training. That's probably why. I think a lot of looking at a black line probably. Um, but relationship building with my coaches, we stay here over the summer and train. And then again, my training trip um, was super kind of like building blocks for the rest of the year. And last spring, I think I did something that I don't think anybody really thought would happen. Um, and, you know, like broke 16 and broke 440. I actually made a bet with my coach in January um, before we had any meets. Our first meet was Indiana, I think. And coming back from training trip, he was like, you know what? You had a great block of training. Let's make a bet. And I was like, I'm down always. Um, he said, let's see if we can break all the barriers or two barriers. Let's see if we make 16. And can we break? Um, I think I went 940 in my, in my thousand before, roughly. Um, and I was like, deal. Like, that's going to happen. I don't have any reservations so then we went to IU and I went I think 933 in the thousand which is the first rate of the meet aside from the relay I don't know if anybody was more surprised than I was I mean I knew I had had a good chunk of training but I was like holy smokes like I looked at the board and I I couldn't believe it and there are horrific pictures of me like crying and like also being surprised at the same time um that are somewhere on Instagram so um I think at that moment, my coach was like, oh, like this might happen quicker than I thought. Um, so then by the next meet at UK, I had broken all three barriers. I broke uh, 16. I went 15.52, I think. And then in the 500, I went 4.38, I think. So uh, I held up a three to Cameron in the pool. And I was like, okay, like what's next? So um that happened really fast. I'm going to be honest. I don't necessarily know why or how I know that I work hard and I know that like, I want to do it. Um, and that my coaches were also very capable and a huge part of that. And my team as well, like I couldn't have done it without my team at all. Um, getting to those mile practices and stuff, but that part of the season just kind of like really snuck up on me. So that was a long answer, but (laughs) (laughs) no, it's perfectly fine. I mean, we don't, we really try to hold it. Uh, just backtrack a little bit. Give us, if you had to choose one highlight of freshman year, what would it be? Oh, goodness gracious. Of swimming? Uh, freshman year. So just years the total. Oh, God. Um, that's ginormous. I think probably getting to swim with, that group of women and I guess men when we were a combined team but just that experience I'd always come from small teams um and you just don't realize how much impact the environment and I mean I had a great environment at home as well but the environment and the support I mean through COVID like nothing was normal my freshman year like absolutely nothing the dining hall was closed for athletes like we didn't have our study center we had classes online college wasn't what I expected to be at all Early in the year, we had minimal contact with our teammates. I mean, we had to train separate as freshmen for a few weeks. and But it never felt like the team wasn't together, even in those aspects. So I think that my favorite part of freshman year, like the biggest part was just like, I have a whole new family and I'm so far away from home, but I couldn't be happier and more confident in like what we can accomplish here. So, yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about this year. Um, How's it been going this year? We, I saw that you won 
you won the Purdue invite. And um, is there anything you're doing different from last year um, to this year? Yeah, so um, I came into this year, again, actually super out of shape. I had a shoulder injury, discussed like surgery and stuff and decided, you know, like, let's just go really heavy on the rehab and try to nip it before we get to that point um, and all that stuff. And also we had two new coaches joining the staff, one of them being our distance coach, Aaron Bell, came from Notre Dame after a a short break of coaching. Um, So there was actually a lot of newness. We also came into the year like training in an outdoor pool because our pool was closed for more weeks than we thought it would be and a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts. But I think the biggest change this year has been me personally, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself since the beginning of the year, just kind of after the end of my sophomore season, kind of thinking, like, can I top that? Like, thinking way too much about it, probably, um, and just stressing myself out and comparing myself to that person who's way different and who wasn't taking time out of the pool and who had a different coach and even a different training group. And we have a bunch of graduates from our, from our group. So um, I think this year has been – a battle of that sort of uh, comparison to myself and some other mental health stuff of just like, I need to be grounded. I need to be where I am. And that was a struggle for a few months. Um, but thank goodness. Like I have an, again, amazing team, amazing roommates, amazing coach. Um, and Aaron has been super supportive, super willing to work with me. Um, he's a man with a plan um, and we stick to it and it's rigorous, but fun. And it's just like, again confidence building to know like there is a plan if we skew from the plan that's also okay because like we have these backups and we have like as long as we're working together and like towards the same goal we know that we're moving forward every day which is really good even if you know you feel like you had a bad practice um and so I think going to Purdue I was a little nervous because our first suit up meet it was the first mile of the season um which is also kind of a big deal. I think we swim it a lot more in club than we do in, in college. There's only a handful of opportunities to qualify for NCAAs, which is a little stressful. Um and I, I wish that thousand weren't also an event in NCAAs, but that's a separate issue. Um and so going into the meet, I was just kind of like no expectations. Let's just swim, um, feel it out, try to enjoy it while we can. I think it's also been a little odd thinking like, this is my third year of maybe four. So it's coming fast. So just kind of like take it all in. Um, but at the meet, we had just had Notre Dame the week before where I actually won a thousand and the 500, which was a shock to me um, coming off of like the training chunk we had been having. I wasn't really doing what I had wanted to be doing um, or feeling the way that I wanted to be doing, especially with my shoulders. So going to Notre Dame and winning those races, they were close races, but I did like what I had to for my team and it was really exciting. And I think that put a lot of momentum into Purdue. Um, and we got to Purdue. I raced the 500 on the first day. Um, me personally, I like to, my coaches don't always agree, but I like to come from behind in a race. Um, most coaches love when you lead the race and win the race and always stay in front of the race. Um, Aaron, especially likes to say, if you're not out, if you're not, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's, you have to be out to be in. So you have to be out fast to be in the race for the end. Um, I agree and I don't because I like to come from behind. It's exciting for me. It motivates <laughs> me. And it's just kind of like how my body works. So in the 500, 
I was behind and then the last 50 I kind of like I don't know what I did but I hit another gear um you and, and Bobby it, which is really exciting yeah exactly <laughs> um he's my inspiration when he won in Rio I immediately texted my coach because I hate that I do this and I was like he just won Olympic gold medal and he did the same thing that I do so let's take it let's look at that okay when we get back to training um and so that was uh again I was super happy with the race uh it wasn't perfect but I went faster than I did last year which was um again helped my confidence because of the summer I had I didn't get to race it all this summer and stuff like that so um had that kind of a same mindset towards the mile even though it was a couple days after and there was a whole like chlorine cough thing going on and people had the flu and like the world was ending if you were in that room I mean it was just coughing all over the place and I was like wow I feel like something bad's gonna happen but um it went uh pretty well I was super happy with my time when I touched um again wasn't perfect there was some turns in there there were some things that I could have handled better but um I'm super happy with the swims and I didn't win them last year so happy to say I did this year yeah for sure they were really impressive uh so Thank like you. how do you feel you right now you're sitting seventh in the 500 free with the time from Purdue how do you feel going forward since all the mid seasons are over um I feel like a sprinter that my 500 is higher than my mile um I'm I tend to I mean I have seen those so I, you didn't like burst the bubble or anything but I tend to <laughs> not um look at that stuff too much as much as possible um but it's I don't know like everything can change so quickly you know um personally I've never had a great NCAAs so that's also where I try not to look at those sort of things like I went in last year second in the mile did not end second which is okay um but just kind of knowing that like I am capable and I can do this and getting used to seeing myself among those numbers. Like I don't ever want to be scared of them either and avoid them. Um, So I think just kind of being aware of them, knowing they're there, knowing I did that, my coach and I did that, my team and I did that. Um, But how can we be better? How can we do better? Um, And at the end of the day, like for me, it's all for my team. Like we have big goals and uh, I'm going to do as much as possible uh, as a teammate to them to help us get there. So just kind of knowing that is what like keeps me going and it keeps me motivated and makes you want to like get that number a little higher. Yeah, for sure. For what's, sure. um, what's the rest of the season look like for you? Like other meets, like training trip and like stuff like that. So we leave for training trip on Tuesday. I'm super excited. I love training trip. It's really hard. Obviously that's the point, but we go to Florida, which before last year, I'd never even been to Florida in my life. Um, it's beautiful and warm and we're like basically on the beach and the sets are hard. You work really hard, but I mean, they have to end at some point. So like you just put your head down, you cheer for your teammates and have a good time and make it as beneficial as possible. And then you go to the beach and take a nap on the beach and it's fantastic. And you cook dinner with your villa mates. Um, everyone cooks a dinner on different nights. Uh, you go out to a team dinner one night, which is super fun to kind of like see the growth in your teammates, especially the, like the uh, class that you are in. Um, and then after training trip, we'll get to go home, which is exciting because I don't normally go home for Thanksgiving. Um, so it's been a while since summer. So I'll go home for 10 days. Um, I actually get to watch Wisconsin. My twin brother will be at home. 
race. I think it's UC San Diego. So that'll be fun. I'll get to watch that. Cool. Um, and then we get back. And almost as soon as we get back, we race Mizzou. I want to say, I don't have a calendar, but I don't think that's going to help me. It's the 6th of January that race Mizzou. I haven't raced them in a couple of years because of COVID. Every time it's kind of gotten in the way. So that'll be a first for me. Um, 90% sure that'll be a suit up meet. And then a little bit after that, we'll have IU at home, which is our senior meet, I'm pretty sure, which is going to be a little sad, but um, exciting. We topped them last year. I don't have any reservations about seeing that happen again. Um, and I think soon after that, we'll just be at ACC's and then hopefully NCAA. So it's going fast. This part of the year is definitely one of those like slap you in the face kind of times where like it's happening and it's happening fast. So it's pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah, what, sure. What's um a daily, what's a day in the life? Just sum it up for us real quick. Like from like practice to school, like, yeah. So um, I'll go to Tuesday because that's like pretty typical. So Tuesday we have a 6 a.m. swim, mm-hmm. um, 6 a.m. to 7.30, which is like 7.45 on coach's time. Um, and then we'll have lift at 8, which is kind of to 9 o'clock. Um, so we lift. Um, Tuesday's leg day, which is what I'm better at. My arms aren't really – I'm not great at any of it, being a distant swimmer um, in the weight room, but that's okay. Um, and then after lift, I'll have a 9.30 class, so I'll just go straight across to the pool, shower, change, go to class, and then have another class at 11, so back-to-back classes. Um, and then depending on what's going on, um, if I have time for rehab, I'll go to Card Park, which is our rehab center with our um, athletic trainers, or I'll do some rehab in my room. And then I'll head to the pool for 2.30 practice, um, which is generally a VO2 day. So that's like our speed day. So for distance, it's speed, but more and longer. Um, And then we'll swim 2.30 to 4.30. And then I actually, again, I also coach. So most days I coach from 4.30 to approximately 6. It depends. It might start later and later, vice versa. So, um, and I have homework and dinner and bed. So, yeah. It was a packed and you still found t- time for the podcast. There we go. <laughs> of course. I was so like, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's insane. Uh, we usually just run a couple questions through you. Just kind of like fun questions. So we'll start rattling them off. Uh, what's the favorite pool? Favorite pool? Yep. I really enjoyed. Um, although actually my favorite pool ever is in Ukaipa, my old club pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really enjoyed Long Island's pool, Long Island. I don't know what the pool is called, but, um, East Meadow, something like that. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, favorite meat snack. Candy gummy bears or something like that. Or dark chocolate. That's <laughs> nice. Awesome. Who's the coolest person you've ever swam with? Coolest person I've ever swam with. I don't think I've ever swam with Katie, unfortunately. Um, I I did some sets with um, Leah Smith at National Select Camp, and I did some. I did I race. I don't know if she knew we were racing, but Ashley Twitchell at Open Water Camp. So cool. Gotcha. Uh, if you could swim with someone past or present, we're talking anyone ever. Who would it be? Um, Sibby Woodhead or Janet Evans. Uh, who's who's that? Um, Sibby Woodhead is actually our pool is named after her. I think in Riverside. Um, just a great distance summer and she was really young and she, I think was part of the generation where her Olympics got skipped one year, mm. um, Russia. 
so um but yeah she just seems really cool and like I've always been compared to her kind of and like heard her name never been at her level put that out there but um heard her name a lot and had um coaches who had coached her so I just feel like a little bit of a connection to her for some reason um if you're behind the blocks what are you are you listening to music and if so what are you what are you listening to yeah it just kind of depends on the mood it's been peach pit recently for a couple of meets it's been stuck in my head i always have a socks like my head in the mile but if i were to choose today it would be um america the band america cool gotcha um paul you got any you got any left um let's see words of wisdom for the viewers um have fun please 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 don't ever forget to have fun while you're swimming if you're not having fun, you need to like pause, ask some questions, maybe talk, talk with your coach or yourself or your parents or something. But if you're not doing this for the right reasons, you shouldn't be doing it. It's not, it shouldn't be a chore. You shouldn't ever feel like you have to be doing it for something or you have to prove something. Um, always enjoy yourself, surround yourself with good people, be nice to others, be a good sport. It's super important. That'll get you places that you've never, I mean, that's like probably the biggest thing is be nice to people, make connections make the most out of this that you can for sure great words of wisdom uh do you have anything else to say to the viewers um i don't think so i super appreciate you guys for having me um i hope any of this has been worthy of content oh yeah Um, super good yeah and go cards watch out for us this year just saying all right watch out that's episode 19 Liberty Williams from Louisville. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much.